0: hello everyone and welcome to three speech the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three two friends three topics unlimited pop culture i'm your host jamie and I'm your host, Alin. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the end of Fawz, aka <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which actually is cause now. We will get yes. to that. Yes. Uh The Nevers, the first three episodes. This is this is big for me. I'm liking this one. And Alin is going to pick up the Amazon Prime. Sh- is a show or a movie? Them? It's a, it's a, it's an anthology series. So oh, interesting. All right. As a reminder, there will be spoilers that we will discuss during this show, so please be aware of that. And last but not least, we want to remind everyone that we are not entertainment professionals. Three speech started as a way for me and Alin to spend time together during the pandemic, so it's very likely that we will make some mistakes. And that leads us to the first of our little three today, <laughs> which is corrections and updates. We've, <laughs> we haven't done this every week, but we have done it a couple of times because we've had some corrections and updates. I think this one is more of, like, updates than corrections, maybe. Okay. But... I, I, I do
1: have um, a correction in that my sister has volunteered that if we ever need any research done, she will do it. Which is her nice way of telling me that I've been saying incorrect things as oh, though wow. they're
0: real. I hate to say it, but that sounds so much like Al. You no, guys so need a researcher. I would be happy to do it. It's <laughs> so true. I'm just like, what did I say? What did I say? It's like, you know, the 99. 99- yeah.
1: Tell me why. But she did offer. Um, I took it up on her.
0: Um, On okay, her offer. Al, so the first thing that we are going to need. <laughs> Is every cast member who has ever been a member of the SVU team in oh. chronological order? It'll <laughs> keep over her busy. All 23 or however many there are seasons. So why don't you get yeah. on that for us? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but no, she was uh, one of her things that she did say to me, and I didn't realize um, when we were talking about Promising Young Woman, I did mention how. The main character, Cassie, didn't really dress up to um, get any attention from men, but we were talking about the opening scene. There are other scenes where she does get into some sort of costumed garb, which, you know, my sister felt as though I was misrepresenting the entire, you know, the, the entirety of the film. Yeah. So, I mean, these are things also, uh, Jamie, she wants to have a conversation with you. I have invited her on this show. She er, she loves Snape.
0: (laughs) No, Yeah, I didn't realize I I I will say two things to her. Number one, (laughs) I teach rhetoric, so be careful. And number two, (laughs) I will die on that hill.
1: Yeah, she was. Uh, she said to me that she stopped the podcast in the middle, and I'm like, why? And she's like, he was trying to protect Harry all along. Dolores Umbridge was worse. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart didn't even belong
0: there. And I'm just like, whoa, I did not hey, know. Hey, I'm not saying that anyone was better than anyone else. I'm saying they all suck. Yeah. So I was know. really surprised by her reaction. Those those are I mean, we have
1: other updates and corrections to if do if your
0: way of protecting someone is to be a jerk to them. I think you gotta reassess your options there, people.
1: So yeah, I, I invited her on the show. I said, you Come know. forth. You guys can argue. I do not recall Snape as well as my sister obviously can off the top of her head. Yeah, I
0: probably don't either. I just remember being wholeheartedly disgusted on multiple occasions.
1: Right. So, Mm, well, yeah. I mean, so I guess there are some Snape lovers out there. I don't think they have a cool, like, nickname of people who worship Snape.
0: Um, Yeah, they're probably not as big as the, you know, well. the... the the other fan bases yeah
1: so i mean so there's that but um we you know we did have some
0: some other updates as i Mm. interrupted you yes no it's okay mine are sort of small um the uh the giant alligator movie that i couldn't remember the name of is called crawl oh okay i did enjoy it i'm not gonna lie it was good it was it was perfectly serviceable (laughs) let's go with that it was perfectly serviceable. And if you ever want to just like it's got good jump scares, you know, Ooh. and yeah, that's a thing. So I don't know. I'm totally fine with saying if you think like watching an updated version of Lake Placid, but that's in a basement would be cool, then sure. Crawl um and uh why does it have to be the basement why is it always the basement i know giant gators in your flooded basement right yeah no i
1: mean i just remember the scene in it it was in the basement in the water and everything bad happens in the basement there's always a monster freddy krueger lived in the boiler room in a basement it's just it's yeah that's where the bodies
0: are buried it's true Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know I haven't had too many places that I've lived that have had basements, but my dad's house has a basement and it's definitely the freakiest place I can think of off the top of my head. So
1: the the basement at the house that I I grew up in was really it was scary. Mm-hmm. And we even had like an area and we were told don't go in the bad part of the basement. Like it was gr- like the first part of it was great where the washer and dryer were.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, It was like, I don't want to play down here. Yeah, that's the basement in a nutshell. Washers and dryers, yes. fear and skis. It's <laughs> kind of what it is. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the other couple of updates that I had, um, we were talking about fantastic beasts and the we weren't sure if it had been recast it has been recast it's going to be Mads Mikkelsen who's going to take over for Johnny Depp and what's interesting is Hannibal himself mm, he has um he has actually said too that he's not going to play the character the same way Johnny Depp did he just couldn't they have very different styles which I think is is true you know that's immediately apparent but I guess my question would be if you're going to have a recasting happen in the middle of a trilogy or however many movies there are going to be here, would you pick the actor who is, I guess, fairly well known, or would you pick the one who can act like Johnny Depp? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean,
1: I think that Mads has his, his own fan base. I think a lot of people enjoyed him. Being in Hannibal, Um, another movie that he was just recently in another round. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean that that one. He's one of those workers workers. He's one of those actors who's been consistently in things and he's normally the bad guy. I mean, he was in one of the James Bond was it Casino Royale. Oof. Yeah, he was in he it was one of the Daniel Craig ones. I'll have to trust you on that one. Yeah, I, but I mean, so he's someone he's always there. He always gives a quality performance and I don't know why he hasn't become bigger.
0: I think he's underappreciated. Yeah, yeah no, I I agree with that. I have no issue with him. I mean, Hannibal was, was one of my favorite shows, like it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think he should be bigger or or more well-known for sure. And the other thing, speaking of Another Round, because I just
1: read it today, um, because America likes to ruin things, I guess Leonardo DiCaprio purchased the rights to the American remake of Another Round. What? Yes. I haven't seen it. It's actually one of uh, the movies on a a list that uh, your husband and I have. Yeah. It's on Redbox. I yeah, we said. To get yeah, we Rebel. said. I said to him that I would watch it with him because it looked good. Yeah. And it won the best foreign film. And now we're going to ruin it because we have such a great track record. <laughs> Hollywood has such a great track record of targeting
0: <laughs> remakes. Do we, we do need good a remake movies? of this? Like, I mean, I know it's not in English, but. We can read. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> that's kind of my point. Like, can't you just watch the original and read? Like, sub- I mean, is it that bad? Is it really? Parasite. Bad? Parasite was not in English, right. and it still did very well. Right.
1: I've never understood that need to remake something just because it's in a different language. Because we, you don't improve on it. I mean, no.
0: um. No, you don't, nece- like, you don't necessarily improve on it. That's exactly right. I mean, if you were going to remake it and change some things and make it your own and expand it and do this and that and the other thing, then, you know, maybe you're making a better movie and maybe you're making a worse one. But I kind of get it at that point because you're you're kind of saying, oh, look at this foreign film. I want to adapt it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if you're just going to be like, hey, let's do everything they did and really not change anything, but let's just do it in a different language with different people, that just – I don't know. That feels a bit unnecessary. Like, is that like the Hollywood version of a cash grab? I don't know what that is.
1: Because I was just thinking of like of Swedish adaptations and I just looked it up. Mad Michelson was in quantum of solace. Oh, okay. And so we will
0: also to correct that next week. We
1: won't have to correct it. We also forgot that he was in uh doctor strange.
0: Oh my God. I yeah. yes, yeah, See I love everything about that movie like you forget because he's th- he's never like the top guy
1: he's never billed at the top you
0: know what it is he's just such an understated like his personality is very um almost like calm and soothing and understated and so even when he's playing a villain he's almost like just kind of floating there on the surface and your your eyes are just on cumberbooch there and uh, <laughs> And, and 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 Mads Mikkelsen just kind of blends into the background just so perfectly. And then you say that, and I'm like, oh man, he was so good in that. See, and and going back uh, now, I'll jump back to
1: the other thing I was thinking about. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh. That series was made first and foremost as Swedish movies with uh, Numi Rapace in it. She kind of never had a crossover here. She was in one of the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she never had the crossover here. But they made all three of those films. And I remember watching it on Netflix probably like six or seven years ago. And the movies were so well done. Obviously, they were all in Swedish. You had to read a little bit. Then we get them over here. And it's horrible. They mm. didn't even make it through. They did
0: one, and then they tried to reboot the series, and it just didn't work. Yeah. There's a lesson here somewhere. I mean, because now that you're saying it, I keep thinking about cool foreign movies that I really loved. Like, did you ever see Troll Hunter, Erlen? Mm-mm. Oh, man. You should see Troll Hunter.
1: Troll Hunter? Okay.
0: I, I, I swear. I swear. I know this sounds like I am trolling you. <laughs> it's really good and then the other one that comes to mind is train to busan oh yes
1: that was so good and i actually told my brother-in-law to watch it before he sees any remake right is that
0: being remade in english too
1: yes
0: oh my just no just go watch the original it's so good so good I mean, I get it. Some people don't like subtitles that uh, I mean, I understand that it's a personal preference sometimes. But I don't know. I feel like if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to lock yourself out of certain entertainment, maybe just give it a try. I, I don't know. Yeah, There's a, there's a
1: whole big wide world out there. And, yeah. you know, there are other countries that make movies and I think the other thing is both you and I watch television with the captions on. Yeah, so it, it I always feel like I'm going
0: to miss something. I right. always feel like the, the thing that I have a problem with is like volumes are so weird these days because they run the the dialogue at the same volume as the explosions. So I'm right. either can't hear anything or I'm being like, you know, blasted out of the room by by volume. And so I always just have the subtitles on anyway, because if somebody is like whispering into the right and read the subtitles and uh and pick it up and like the other thing is like sometimes the subtitles will reveal stuff to you that you just wouldn't catch it was actually this big thing that came out not the few weeks back where with falcon and the winter soldier where um the power broker was having a conversation with um what's his name bal baltrock oh yeah that yeah that the, muscly the guy ball yeah, the muscly guy, guy was the in the guy. Captain America movie and actually fought Steve. Yes. Um and the 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 subtitles actually revealed that he was talking to the power broker on the phone and you weren't supposed to know that. And they actually ended up changing them, I think.
1: Because it's this, this big thing where
0: if you had the subtitles on, you knew he was talking to the power broker where you were not supposed to know that. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like huh. Yeah. So also just I like knowing how names are, are spelled. spelled me things. too you know there's a, a show that that my husband really likes called invincible that's on amazon prime and um there's a superhero on that show whose name is adam eve and i heard it as a d a m eve yeah but it's actually a t o m Adam. Oh, and like I the Adam bomb. Like, yes, exactly. And and that's the, and I did not not pick up on that until I saw it in the subtitles. And I actually like that more because it's more of a interesting pun for me on the power that she has. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of everything subtitles can do for you. I kind yeah. of wish I could get them at the theater.
1: <laughs> and I think that's like we don't have a problem reading. Something if it's if it's on the screen. I've been doing it for a while. I actually started doing it um, because I read a book by former Vice President Al Gore, who said that if you had captions on while you watch television, it kept your mind engaged. So huh. you you wouldn't be because watching television or watching movies is a completely passive experience. So your brain tends not to work as hard. Mm-hmm. But if you have the captions on, you're reading. So that's how I justify
0: Netflix binges and whatnot. At least I'm reading. Right, right, right. So. And I mean, like, you know, I do want to bring up that I know that some people have disabilities right. with their vision and things like that. And they can't, you know, read subtitles. And obviously this is this is not meant to make them feel you know bad or or left out or anything and if the only way that those people get access to certain film is through remakes then sure that's great right I guess our point is that people who are perfectly capable of reading subtitles and just don't want to are potentially locking themselves out of some really cool stuff that's out there like troll hunter (laughs) now I'm gonna look for troll hunter (laughs) it was on Netflix for a long time uh, but I don't know. That's the where thing it, where with it, Netflix.
1: It's, it's stuff is there forever, but then when you go look for it, it's like not available. It's like when did
0: you leave? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Have we gotten through all of these? No, we haven't. I still have more corrections and updates. Okay. So we got a few more. Um. So next was we were talking about Westworld last week, and then we were talking about how I believe you said something happened in season two where they tried to make it the most confusing season. Yes. Uh, possible. And then season three, they dialed it all back, right? That mm-hmm. was kind of what we were saying. And I believe I mentioned that it reminded me of the Nolan movie where they took the uh, Dunkirk, where they took the war and spliced it up into different times and ran them all out of order to make it very confusing for you. Mm-hmm. And I only remembered later that that is also a Nolan who is doing Westworld. And I was like, oh, oh. that probably explains it as his brother. <laughs>
1: They're like... How can we make this television show extremely complicated? Like I watched Tenant last night. Oh boy. I need to one. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um yeah. I ne- <sighs> I always feel dumb after watching anything that Christopher Nolan
0: does. You know, I never felt that way when I saw Inception, and I never felt that way when I saw The Prestige. I felt amazing at the end of those movies, like I was all on board the whole way through. Tenant, I felt like Tenant had a MacGuffin. Have you have you heard that word before? I have. Okay. <laughs> and I felt like Nolan knew he had a MacGuffin but was also embarrassed about it, and he tried everything in his power to downplay the importance of the MacGuffin by making the movie confusing and weird, I don't know. A Tenant didn't really do it for me. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I had amazing special effects, and I love Patterson. I love him to death. But I don't the know. The fight
1: sequences were cool. The sense. action se- sequences were it, they were amazing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of that was like, don't pay attention to the plot. Yes, I mean. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 you kind of nailed it. And then I really like the plot of other Nolan movies, you know, going all the way back to, I think, Memento. Yeah. Uh, that was oh, God. Right. Um, but this one felt like the like he wanted to, it felt like he came up with the idea for the fight sequences first and then had to build a plot around it. Do you know what I mean? It yes. Just didn't didn't quite get there, but anyway, that's why Westworld probably reminded me of Nolan because it is a Nolan. It is. It's, <laughs> it's a Nolan. Mhm. Um. So two more. So one more I've got is uh we had talked last week about Rain on Your Parade, and so two two little updates for that. First update was you got it right. Yes, I did. And how, how are you liking it? I am enjoying
1: it. I play like, a couple of levels every night. I just got through the level where you have to, like, raise an army of the undead. And I'm
0: like, this is amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, and Have them escape the city. I did the, the level that was, like, the office.
0: Oh, with the coffee? I love that one.
1: Yes. I, it's just, it's a cute game. It's so fun to play. And I feel like it's something that you and I could have written the dialogue for, like yeah. when it when you get to stop and you get the little side stories. But it's just a really fun game to play. Definitely worth the, I think it was like fourteen ninety nine. I'm enjoying it so much. I go back and I play other levels because I want all the stars. Yeah. And right now my cloud is wearing sunglasses with
0: a frog on his
1: head. I don't yeah. know why.
0: I love the dress up thing so much. I love the um the ones that make your cloud have different sounds. Like I love the guitar because it Aww. makes noises. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but yeah, to go along with that, I'm really glad you're liking it. One of the people, one of the four people who listens to our show, <laughs> actually sent last week's episode to the developer of that game. It's developed Ooh. by one person, and uh, and and his name. And I apologize if I'm gonna mess this up. Badly again, but it's either Jacob or Jakob, maybe kastalski okay. and um, he's the the sole developer of this of this. He's well, I mean, maybe he's got some background help helping him, but you know, his name is all over it. And uh, as far as we know, he is the the one man operation here. And uh, he um, he actually responded to <gasps> us and said he was going to listen to the podcast.
1: That so, makes you know-
0: five. <laughs> You know how we're always saying things like, oh, Sebastian Stan, he's not listening. This guy, Jacob Kostalski, might actually be listening. We (laughs) love your game. We love your game. It's amazing. All right. So I thought that was funny because I had to bring it up because it feeds into an ongoing meme that we have. (laughs) Um. And then last but not least on our corrections and updates here, uh, I want to talk about your Oscar picks because you yes. you gave us four Oscar picks last week. And how did you do? I went three for four. Uh I I did, in fact,
1: I mean, I uh <laughs> I chose uh Nomadland to win, and it did. Uh Frances McDormand for best actress, she got it. Best director, Chloe Zhao, check, check, check. Uh, The surprise of the night was that Anthony Hopkins won for the father instead of Chadwick Boseman. I think this
0: actually surprised even the Oscars, who, as as far as I can tell, moved that award to the end of the night. Right. Which was really strange because normally Best Picture ends everything, right?
1: Yeah, and that was the weird thing because I saw, and I'm going to... I did not watch it because I was watching the Nevers and then mayor of East town. And I said, Oh, I'll just see what happens after. And like best director came through very early in the night. And I was like, what are they doing? They normally wait to do the big, they, they usually throw, they throw a bone. They'll do like best supporting actor at the top of the show. And then the next hour they'll do best supporting actress. So they kind of keep you interested but then they were doing other categories that are not lesser, but maybe not, a, you know, people aren't really going to know a visual effects team. And they're not going to know, you know, the sound effects team. So mm-hmm, more, of the, mm-hmm. more of the technical aspects of it, they'll put some of those in. But yeah, there was a lot of backlash because they moved that category to the last of the night. So the assumption was there was going to be some sort of career retrospective. Uh, for Chadwick Boseman, which didn't right. happen. And then Anthony Hopkins wasn't there.
0: Yeah. He wasn't even there. <laughs> so it was like, I think it was
1: Joaquin Phoenix. I could be wrong. I'm trying to, yeah. Cause he won last year for the Joker. Was that last year? Oh, Whoa. wow. Uh, Yeah. Wow. I was just thinking about, okay. And he just accepted the award on the behalf and
0: end of show. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. It was so weird. And the lowest rated one they've ever had, as far as I can tell, like, or in a long, long, long time. And so, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I I wanted to congratulate you for going three of four. I think you should have been four of four. I think so. Like, I said to
1: you when we talked about the news earlier, we already know Anthony Hopkins is an amazing actor. Right. He doesn't need, I think this would be his second Oscar. I think he won for uh, playing the OG Hannibal in Silence of the Lambs. Oh. So he already has, I know, one Academy Award at least. I did. I don't know. I just felt like it would have been a nice way to honor Chadwick Boseman. I know we were kind of like, oh, his poor wife having to do this. But, I mean, and I know you won't go watch it. Because it's not it's not something you would like. Because it's based on a play, so it takes place in one room. It's um.
0: Are you talking about the father here?
1: Oh no, the um. Sorry, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, okay. So one of his last performances. It's just um. It's 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 good. It's an acquired taste in that you have to. It's it's all dialogue. Mhm. And it's almost as though it was shot. I know it wasn't shot, but like almost like a single camera this isn't like a high-tech right um so it's more about the acting yeah and it was really a showcase for him I haven't seen the father I know I will at some point but
0: the girl that I really like from Broadchurch was in it I think she was nominated but I could be wrong Al would know she watched Broadchurch <laughs> <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> But but yeah, I don't. I still don't think I would watch it. But I was sort of proud of her to like go into this movie, this Academy nominated movie, because Broadchurch was good. I finished it the other day. Oh okay. I am officially done, and I've moved on to Shadow and Bone. So, which I have so many things to talk. Oh my <laughs> god, <love> that show! <laughs> it's gonna be an hour of me. Th- just talking about just, the 40 year old and the 26 year old, you oh know, gosh, I'm holding out hope that there's no room. It hasn't happened yet. It feels like it's going to happen. It doesn't. Like, t- that's, the, that's the trajectory of where it, things are headed. It feels like it. Yes. All right. But I'm going to hold out hope that maybe it just won't happen. Maybe. Anyway, I'm not that far. <laughs> Um all right. So, let's move on to uh this is our second of the little 3, you know. Oh wow, wow. You know, okay. We're, 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 we'll have to we'll have to save time other places. <laughs> um but uh we have these these will probably be fairly short, but um we have the announcement that the uh Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is actually happening. <laughs> and there was a page of the the script that got released um by James Gunn, and he basically just, it just gave us a little bit of, you know, information that um, it's going to be on Disney+, Plus. it's going to technically be in the Marvel timeline after Thor 4, but before Guardians 3. So Love and Thunder Mm -hmm. is filming now, and so technically this will take place after Thor. But then before the third Guardians movie, which is set to be to start filming this year. Mm -hmm. And um, the big thing that I just wanted to bring up, which I thought was hilarious, was everybody just trying to say, is this going to be another Star Wars holiday special, (laughs) which sort of lives on in infamy. Um, I think even Mark Hamill tweeted about it where he was like, he saw the the tweet from James Gunn that showed like the first page of the script. And Mark Hamill was like, uh oh, (laughs)
1: love Mark Hamill and his sense of humor. Like, he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just say it. He just seems like a kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. Yeah. And he's just, a treasure. Yeah. yeah. And he would talk about Luke Skywalker. You know, he sure. wouldn't be, you know, there are some people whose role that made them famous they don't want to talk about. Yeah. But Which he's embraced I
0: don't understand, it. Because yeah. if I had like a role that made me famous, I would literally walk around in costume constantly. Right. I, I would never change I would smell but it would, would be like, <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway I guess Mark Hamill tweeted you know uh-oh about this like holiday special thing and then somebody asked James Gunn about it about that tweet and he said I actually liked the Star Wars holiday special as a kid so now everybody's like uh-oh <laughs> I actually I don't think I've ever seen the Star Wars holiday special um, my husband has shown me bits and pieces of it here and there. Um, is that all? Is that all you need? Just is, I mean, <laughs> you've got the gist of it. Yeah, I think that's all you need. Um, <laughs> I feel like though the Guardians vibe and tone is a lot more tongue in cheek and a lot more humorous than most of the Star Wars universe is. So you that's know, doing true. a sort of um, you know, crazy, weird, cheesy holiday special with the Guardians will probably generally work better, so. And you know Rocket will be getting everybody the grossest, weirdest gifts. Like, arms and ears and stuff.
1: Oh, Rocket. Yeah. Actually, I know we're going to talk about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, about when Bucky lost his arm, it was like, where's Rocket? Rocket said no. he wanted that arm. I said the same thing. <laughs> See? <laughs> expecting him to come out and be like, I got it! Wouldn't it have been so funny if he did pop in the scene and, like, did, like, a roll, grabbed it, and
0: then exit? Right, or, like, <laughs> maybe it was a post credit scene where he, like, they show the scene again of the arm coming off, and then you see Rocket in the background and his eyes go all wide. <laughs> ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> we Some can dream. should make that, yeah.
1: I'm sure someone can insert someone with far better... Uh you know photoshop skills than i could probably yeah. go and do that yeah yeah, sure. so, yeah so one of the four people that listen right Let's do get it on get on that and we'll we'll post it
0: yeah on the social medias
1: yeah oh, yes on the interwebs yeah the tweeters
0: and the instagrammers <laughs> um okay last one that we have for our little 3 is um it's another trailer Now, this one has a little bit of backstory to it because um, I guess – and I'm probably going to mess this. This is going to be a correction next week, but I'm probably going to mess this up. But Netflix has actually bought a lot of rights to various assorted comic properties. And um, my husband will correct me on this. I think a lot of them are from one particular person, and they haven't really started – you haven't really started seeing the – the productions come out like they basically spent a lot of money to get rights to all a lot of comic book properties. This was a few years back, and we're waiting to kind of see what they're going to do with all those rights. Um, but they did release a trailer for something called Sweet Tooth, which is another comic property. It is Vertigo, which is the sort of adult, the adult line of DC. I guess oh. that's how you, it's like the mature side of DC. I guess Vertigo. Um, and I've read a lot of vertigo stuff. Um like Saga, which is really good, and um there's a few others that are they're actually really good and I don't really know all the rights that Netflix has, but they obviously have this one um which is called Sweet Tooth and it's based on a comic where basically there's it's a dystopian kind of apocalyptic thing, but instead of the like traditional you know Fallout what basically happens is nature reclaims the world and um, there to go along with this sort of, you know, nature kind of reclaiming everything, people start being born as like animal human hybrids. So you've got, you know, this this kid who is, I think, half human, half deer is what he looks yes. like to me. Yeah. And they call him Sweet Tooth, which I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm sure that'll that'll be a thing. Um, but this basically, the, the way that the the, pro- the producers and the director described this is, and I, I will quote him, we wanted to make a show that offers escape and adventure where nature is reclaiming the world and in many ways it feels like a fairy tale. It's a new kind of dystopian story that's lush and hopeful. So that sounds really nice after everything we've been through the last <laughs> year and a half. Like, wow, a lush, hopeful fairy tale with nature and animals. I'm Do ready. you mean
1: that the world's going to come together and we'll all grow stronger based on based on what happens in Sweet Tooth? Instead <laughs> of what's happening now where it's like every man for himself.
0: Yeah, uh you know, probably not at first <laughs> at least.
1: <laughs> um and, but... and I did now I was gonna ask you because I did watch the trailer. It looks interesting. The just the visual the visual, I no visuality that's not a word, but a- uh <laughs> visuality of it. Um it's impressive. I, I liked
0: the scenery. Uh, is yes. This like, uh, is this like when we were when we had social Darwinism when we were like today we're brought to you by the social. words so, yeah, the letter social. A and the number four. Today it's what did you call it? Visuality. I, vi- just add visual
1: and add i to i. Yeah. Visuality. Okay. Yeah, it uh, looks pretty. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty. It looks almost like a watercolor painting. Like it yeah. reminds me of something like that. Um, and. I know that they are animal-human hybrids, but and the effects of it aren't creepy. Because I think when you say an animal-human hybrid, you could be like, ooh, we're veering into creepy territory.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, th- I mean, yeah. there might be some some creepy True. 'Cause It's true. Because if um, there's I'm a deer,
1: sure. there could be more predatory right. hybrids, I'm guessing. Right, yeah. I don't know who's out Someone is ringing my doorbell. Okay,
0: go, go check it. I'll I don't know stuff. who that is. Um so Sweet Tooth um is also produced by Robert Downey Jr. He's one of the producers, which I thought was really interesting. Um because I mean it makes me wonder is he is he producing this because he read it and he believes in it? Do you know what I mean? And he's got like a, a personal investment in this um because he likes the property, he likes the the ideas in it. So that was kind of neat to see like that name there and like a not a name you wouldn't traditionally see producing something. Where I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe this has got um, a lot of good minds sort of working on it. And it's um, filmed in New Zealand, you know, so it's going to have that very Lord of the Rings hobbity lush, you know, greenery. And um, it's coming out the first season, so it's a show, not a movie, but the first season on June 4th, and there is a trailer. Um and in the trailer you do, do get to see some of the other hybrids like there's a um a, like a baby that looks like a dog as well um half baby half dog that's also really really cute so um yeah i think this one i think this one will be interesting i always like it when they have like really good written properties behind them uh that makes me think okay somebody wrote this maybe finished it or at least put like a lot of good thought into it and it's out there and it's you know it gives them a lot to work with and uh yeah but vertigo is also very adult this is like your sandman the watchman did vertigo or is off from vertigo so you know a Lynn suggestion that we might go down a creeptacular road is, is very likely. So maybe this is one of those shows where before I watch it, I'm going to have to go to my favorite website, does the dog die.com, and literally look up every single episode and make sure that they're not going to be like loads of really creepy and horrible animal deaths. Because that would be very, very disturbing. All right. So. While we wait for Lynn to banish her visitor, um, we are going to move on to the big three. So, um, today's big three are the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I like to affectionately call Fawz. And um, now, if you have seen the end, if you haven't, please, please stop here and go watch the end. Um, but it is now Cause Captain America, a Winter Soldier. Um, and you know which i think is really cool but at the same time i kind of wish we could have changed winter soldier's name as well could we could we have done that because technically the winter soldier name is an embarrassment for him it is a reminder of a painful past and if falcon gets to evolve and become captain america can't bucky evolve and become something else as well like my i think it was my husband who suggested captain america and the white wolf because that's what wakanda called him but he is still winter soldier which you know i guess that's fine but it is sort of like he still got that little bit of the bad guy thing going on there um so that was the first thing i wanted to bring up Alin, are you back yet not yet all right so um when we get to the end of this show, first of all, let's talk about the costume. The costume is amazing. Uh, and it's very much about the comic books. If you go and look at what he originally looked like in the comics, it's a super amazing costume. I love that it was made by Wakanda. I love that it was Bucky that got it for him. And, like, you you can almost see that scene in your head where he goes down there and he, well, he talks to them and he's like, you know, I need another favor from you. Can you make, like, the most super cool wakandian captain america costume humanly possible and i guess the wings are vibranium now so he has vibranium wings i can't 100 percent confirm that but i've read it in a couple places that his wings are now vibranium so he's he's got he's got more vibranium than anybody at this point probably and um also are you back I am back. I'm sorry. Um, oh, hold on. Let me get closer
1: to the mic. Um, the fun of owning a house is you never know what's going to happen. I had some a gutter rip off of my house on Friday. Oh. And my roof guy just stopped by <laughs> to give me a quote on it. Oh. And it's a uh, it's it's hanging from the front. So. Um. But he's gonna take care of it. And I have three doorbells, an actual doorbell, and two dogs. So. Yes. <laughs>
0: you do. (laughs) So So while you were gone, I moved on to the big three. I talked about how awesome um, Captain America's new costume is and that his wings are are potentially vibranium now because I read that a few places. And then I also said that I really wish that since he became, he went from Falcon to Captain America, I really wish Bucky could have gone from the Winter Soldier to the White Wolf or something because... Yes. The Winter Soldier name is sort of associated with his past and the Hydra. Yeah, but it's still it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier, not Captain America and the White Wolf. I was kind of sad, but I don't know. I um,
1: I mean, you had called it. I'm gonna say the words that you love. You were right. Um, no.
0: What about? In that? About
1: well, well, <laughs> you're like just tell me. What about this time? Um, you had called it. I think it was episode five when you guessed what was in the suitcase. You knew it was the Captain America outfit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We were also right about the power broker.
1: You were you were right about the power broker.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Feels good. So Feels good. We were right Although about that. The new going theory is that that's not really Sharon Carter. It's a scroll. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't know how I feel about this because you know, on the one hand, it does kind of make very little sense that peggy carter's what is that her granddaughter uh, or grandniece grandniece okay somebody I, will correct us um, yeah <laughs> would would suddenly go evil but at the same time it's really not suddenly um you know she was court-martialed after she stole captain america's shield and you know she did the, her country did turn it's back on her Um, but it is also kind of suddenly, because I'm pretty sure she was confirmed as one of the snapped. So she would have been gone for the blip. So there's a little bit of back and forth here as to does it make sense that she would go evil? And if you're on the boat that says it doesn't make sense she would go evil, then the going explanation for that is that this is not Sharon Carter, this is a scrawl. And that they're setting up Something in the future, which is the secret invasion, but but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess when she got shot, there was a pretty big deal made of her not going to the hospital, and she was wearing all black, so you couldn't really see what was going on if she was oh, bleeding. Oh, that's right. Don't scrolls bleed a different color? I think they bleed green. I'm trying to remember Captain Marvel, or because i blue, yeah. Somebody will correct us. (laughs) Yeah. So it it is
1: a different color than humans bleed and it's, it's noticeable. It is noticeable.
0: So then, you know, I guess that's the going theory is they made a big deal of pointing out that you couldn't see her blood. And she made like a big deal of kind of not going to the hospital right away when she got shot. Hmm. But at the same time, I feel like, Bucky and 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 Sam also didn't make a big deal of taking her to the hospital. That's <laughs> that's true. Like Sam made a big deal of picking up Carrie's body. Um, yes. Um, the flag smashers there, but and like carrying her out, but nobody really made it like Sharon oh my god let's get you to the, the ER like nobody you've nobody, been it's like you've been shot we need to get you
1: this just yeah. kind of like no I'm gonna carry the head of the flag smashers, and if people don't understand her theory I'm gonna break it down for them real quick and on the news and school everyone and teach Which them was about great. it was it was great but it, it was great
0: It was kind of heavy-handed, too. It was. Yeah, it was heavy-handed. It
1: it was a little bit out of character for Marvel, I think, that is usually more
0: nuanced than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe they really wanted to make make a stand here. I don't know. I mean, it felt very deliberate. Mm -hmm. It was well done. It didn't really bother me, I I will admit. I, I had no issue with that. I kind of wish he hadn't swore, but that's just the, probably the English teacher in me. Like, <laughs> use your words, Sam. La-
1: and also because language, that's like a huge thing about Captain America is, yeah. you know.
0: Maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe that was it.
1: It seems very out of character for anyone. I mean. But he's definitely more in character than John was. Oh, yes. And that—that that, I guess that was the other thing that I was kind of like. And I kept saying it as I was watching it. It's like, no one, no one has an issue with John being there. Like, he killed someone. He's not supposed to be Captain America. But he's running around and helping them? I don't understand I mean, this. Who's going to stop him? I know. But it was just weird. Like and They're like cracking jokes. It's like, no, no, no. He murdered someone in cold blood. and was stripped of being Captain America. I'm not really sure why he's not in jail. But okay. That's a good point. Right?
0: Yeah,
1: but now he is according U.S. To agent. The U.S. agent. So mm-hmm. I guess that the the colors of what he was wearing matches up to the comic books. Yep. And we have the uh, and the name that is yes. his name. Yep. U.S. agent, and uh, we have Julia Louis Dreyfus making Lady her
0: and
1: en- yeah making her entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe is only she can mm-hmm. uh, with purple hair. With purple hair, and I actually saw, I follow her on Instagram because I just love her, and she would be escorted back and forth to set wearing a black cloak, so no one would see her.
0: She said she was going to wear it every day forever now. Yes!
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was great. And I'm just like, oh, she's just amazing. She's amazing. Um but, yeah, they set that up. And then, like you said, almost they're setting up for, like, the Marvel Junior Junior Avengers
0: Young as Avengers. well.
1: The Young Avengers. And um,
0: um Captain America 4, which is going to be Bucky and Sam. Presumably.
1: Which is going to be great. Which yeah, is gonna be great. I, I want
0: that right now. And um, I also really liked how there were a lot of little things that came back at the end. Like, you know, Bucky was a lot more smiley than he was at the beginning. And yes. he actually took his his gloves off and his jacket off and showed his arm and wasn't embarrassed by it. And the little kids were hanging from it. And uh, I thought that was a real cute little nod that he's feeling more, you know, at ease with himself. So right. that was nice.
1: And he gave his book. He gave his book back to his therapist, and he, he told his friend that he was the one who killed his son.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's making, he's made his penance. And I also thought it was really interesting how when he met up with Zemo that one last time, right? So if you follow me here. Yeah. Zemo was about to be taken away. To the raft, which is the Marvel prison for the worst of the worst of the worst. And um, he, when when Bucky shows up, Zemo looks right at him and says, "I've decided not to kill you." And it's such a weird thing to say until you see that scene where his butler kills all of the su- Super Soldier Flag smash- Smasher people. Yes. And then you realize that Zemo had set that up before going back to prison and as part of his plan to have his butler kill all the Flag Smasher super soldiers, he made an active choice not to kill Bucky. I didn't even
1: think of... See, I'm one of those people like I watch television and it's like... (laughs) And then... (laughs) there are those that watch television and they're like oh look at that thing in the background and remember that from uh episode two minute five and I, i'm just like is that the, me is that your impression of me right no, now?" no 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 like the, the me, level of detail yeah that people will pick up on i mean for me i watched it and i said because the actor who played his butler was Chancellor Arnold on Beverly Hills 90210. So I'm like, Oh
0: my God.
1: So I just refer to him as Chancellor Arnold. I'm like, Chancellor Arnold. And I was like, what did you do to those people? And I was like, where was he? I was like, Oh, he was Zemo's butler. Like it's, it's not automatic for me. Like it takes a little bit more for
0: the gears to turn. Yeah. But But that makes sense. Yeah. And then you had that whole scene where Bucky made, like he was going to shoot Zemo. And Zemo and he didn't, right? You know, he took his therapist's advice. Um, loved that she had another cameo there at the end, but it was interesting because Zemo made the active choice not to kill Bucky before that moment, but then Bucky could have turned around and killed Zemo and like proven mm. him wrong. But Zemo was maybe smart enough to know that Bucky wasn't gonna do it. Do you he left him been- with the door melage. <laughs> 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 i needed more dora milage in that show i
1: know i'm i'm a little upset they're not having their own
0: television <gasps> series oh that would be amazing
1: right like no offense but do, do we need a hawkeye television series
0: okay wait 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 before oh, oh. yeah you are actually okay because i've read these comics <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like i'm ready for this Oh my god, Alin. It has the potential <laughs> to be so good. There is a dog in this show, a what? pizza dog. And um and 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 the entire comic um is set up like Hawkeye is narrating it um, almost with like quips and things. Hmm. And it's the introduction of Kate Bishop. And there is an entire part of the comic where the dog is the star. And it's in the per- perspective of the dog, and the dog is just wandering around, and like every time somebody talks to him, it's like blah 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 blah, you know, like he t- can't understand anything anyone's saying. It's just the- from the dog's perspective. <laughs> it has the potential to be amazing if they follow those comics.
1: If they follow the comics, like, I the don't fat know. that guys
0: are this weird, like Czechoslovakian gang, and all they do is call each other bro, like constantly. <laughs> The comic is amazing.
1: Anyway, See, I, I'm of the people that it's like mm, he should have died instead of Black Widow. So if
0: he's getting his own television show, he's got to really earn it, in my book. I I am here to say, please, please be open to this one because those <laughs> are some of the best comics I have ever read. They are so good and so funny. And, like, my husband and I still quote, you know, there's, like, I think it's actually the very first one where, you know, he he starts the comic by saying, okay, this looks bad. And he, like, says that a lot. And, it, you know, it does that kind of thing. Oh, but there's this okay. one where he drops his coffee and he actually yells at the coffee. And he goes, no, coffee. And we, we do that all the time. Like, oh. there's a few good lines and I'm just, okay, just. just, just. I will will be open to it, but like I said, you know, he's not my favorite. That dog is going to win you over. (laughs) I am going to (laughs) find screenshots because I I know the dog is in the filming. There have been pictures floating around of the dog. I'm going to find you screenshots of the dog and I will win you over on this one. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, All right. So um, we're, we're talking about the end of Faw's. becoming cause here. Any other thoughts that you have on this? No, I'm just really, really
1: excited um, to see Anthony Mackie step into this role. It's going to be, I think something along the lines where we kind of thought there wouldn't be another Captain America. That's for me, not knowing anything about the mythology uh, of the show Um, and to see how he's accepted the responsibility of being Captain America has been very interesting. So I can't wait to see what the shenanigans him and Bucky get up to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm really going to miss this show. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I like that the theories in this one are all kind of tying into other things that could be set up like young Avengers and, um, is it Secret Wars or Secret Invasion? Somebody will correct me later. I was I was gonna um, say with the I scrolls and then um you know Lady Hydra there and all of that stuff kind of setting up stuff for the future. It's it's real neat to see that, but at the same time there was a complete story arc here, you know. Um, and they didn't kill Zemo, so uh, my assumption is he will also be back, which I think everybody like Zemo is becoming the new Loki. I <laughs> I I think you are right. Yeah, like
1: everybody wants him to come back now. Like you didn't know how much you were missing Zemo in your life
0: until he came back, and then you're like, where's Zemo? Yeah, he 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 had to win me over a little bit because um I wasn't as crazy about him in The Alienist, um but he's much better in this, uh and he did win me over, so I'm totally down with Zemo breaking out of the raft and showing up again at some point.
1: So what? we shall see. I don't know when, do we know when Captain American 4?
0: They haven't even started filming it. No, you're going to have, you're going to have a big wait on that one. Because you've got Black Widow and you've got. The Seven uh, Rings. Yep. The Eternals. Thor. Thor. Then Guardians 3. So yeah, <laughs> you're going to win. I've got
1: some time. got yeah. some time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Time to
1: rewatch the show a couple hundred times, you know, just so that's fine.
0: I'm sure that will come through on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just want to say,
1: like, my door never rings. But for whatever reason, when we're filming, my doorbell rings.
0: The the last two doorbell dings that you've had in the last month, have they both been on this show? Yes. Yeah, I figured.
1: Yeah, I figured. And um, like, we're talking not even, I would say the past year. Both on this show. Yeah, both on this show. I mean, you know, UPS, they don't ring it to leave me a package. My mailman will ring the doorbell, which is nice because, you know, that means I should actually go out there and get it instead of letting things sit in the mail. But that's about it. I mean, but it's a Sunday night. But you know what? I need my gutter fix. So... Well, I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate it. Appreciate the hustle coming out. I did on a my Sunday. best to
0: cover. You'll you'll hear it later, and you'll be able to tell me how good I did. Well, it was just like I'm chit chatting because this
1: he's a nice guy. He did my roof like right. two years ago, so it's like man. Hey, like it's like I can't like I'm recording a podcast upstairs. I don't mean to and, be rude, but can you leave now? I know. <laughs> and and the, the other thing is, I took my dogs' collars off. So you can't hear them. So I'm trying to beat them back and I have nothing to grab (laughs) on to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Legs and ears and tails. Yeah. It's like, get out of my way. So these are, these are a Lynn problems. So, but thank you, Jamie, for covering. I try. I try. All right. Shall we try to tackle the nevers? Because man, this isn't, this is, there's a lot. There's a lot. I feel
1: like this this show is made right directly for you. Probably.
0: Yeah. I like this one. I mean, there's some stuff that I don't like, but um, I've been really enjoying it, Um, especially after watching The Irregulars, which yeah. I did not fit. Oh, do you want
1: to do your update to The Irregulars while we're <laughs> OK?
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. My update is everybody dies. It's a horrible downer. Don't watch it. That's Thank my you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm just going to just I'm just going to if if you are one of those few people out there that enjoyed it fine, great. I don't care. You go enjoy whatever it is that you will enjoy. I, woof. I really did And it was
1: something where I don't normally give up on television shows, but I didn't like this one, and Jamie took one for the team. I finished it. You finished it, and I asked, does it get better? You said,
0: no, don't watch it. Yeah, the end really ticked me off. (laughs) So, I mean, that's really tried to happen is they tried to do this big emotional thing towards the end, but because you just didn't like anyone and everyone was so hateable and nothing made sense, the emotional grab really fell flat. You know, like Mm, I didn't feel it. Yeah. I mean, I'm the person who's going to cry at commercials. So if you can't get me to cry with your big emotional death at the end, you really failed because I don't cry at everything. <laughs> I cried at the end of Faws. So Oh wow. Yeah. I mean so yeah, if you can't get Jamie to cry, you've you've utterly failed something somewhere because it's somewhere the easiest in your thing life. to do. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in your life it's gone horribly wrong. But yeah, and you normally don't have
1: like I hated it
0: as a reaction. No normally i'm pretty like well, it wasn't bad whatever you know
1: yeah and you're normally like oh they could have done a few things differently but overall yeah i would watch it And this one you're like no no even mortal combat
0: i'm like hey you know i wasn't crazy about it but everybody go make your own decisions and the right. sub-zero scorpion thing was cool so that was that was probably worth seeing but like this one uh-uh, no 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 it's a hard pass and right now i'm i'm iffy on shadow and bone because if they're 40-year-old male, 26-year-old girl relationship does end up happening. Um, I don't know, oh. I feel real, real, real weird about that. Anyway, that'll be for an, a future episode. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I haven't read the books, but I'm tempted to try. Um, okay, so whatever.
1: Okay. And we're talking about the, the contrast because both
0: do take place during a Victorian era honest with you, that's pretty much where the similarities end. Yes, and like, that's it. That, that's about it. <laughs> <So yeah>. that's, <laughs> it. And it's funny because there was a there were a few articles that were floating around online that were like, should you watch the Nevers or the Irregulars? Well, here's and I was like, why is this even an article? Because there's literally nothing in common here. And I think other than the, I, time period.
1: I, the time period and I think you mentioned this before the titles they're uh, a little yes. so, know, yeah, yeah, si- yeah. similar. Um. But I mean, I'm I'm like neutral about it so far and I get, I watch it. It's good, but I'm more excited to watch mayor of East town that mm-hmm. is on after it, but that doesn't that it's, I'm just trying to figure out. And I guess the thing where I was like, what is going on is obviously Joss Whedon created this and it, it's based from his brain. Mm-hmm. There's no graphic novel. There's no source material. And I felt like I was dropped into a world and I have no idea what is
0: going on and I'm playing catch up. Right. So, yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts and pieces. Right. Right. So here's here's what I've noticed so far. I have lots of notes for this one. Um, this is I have the most notes for this one because there's just so <laughs> much going on. Um, but basically, what seems to happen is some kind of steampunkian alien spaceship flies through the air, and I mm-hmm. don't know how else to describe it as a steampunkian alien spaceship. Yeah, no, that's now, a, that's correct.
1: That's exactly how I, I, I would have describe a theory,
0: it. Actually, what it is,
1: um, <laughs> but,
0: Do you but you want to put
1: okay? You're gonna wait to put. Well, stereo. to be honest
0: with you, I. I think that the, I think that the ship is, is, is something Penance will eventually invent. Um, oh. Yeah. I think it's, I think she invented that thing and, and maybe went back in time and it, there's a loop here, but, um, but anyway, some kind of steampunkian, Victorian looking ship goes flying through the air and drops dust on people. And that's pretty much the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And everyone who is outside at the time gets hit with this dust, and a small portion of people get affected by it. The people who do get affected by it are primarily women, but not all women. There are some men who do get affected. A handful, yes. And everybody gets something, which they call a turn, Mm -hmm. some kind of power. However, some of them are very obvious, some of them are not, some of them are very useful, some of them are not, but Mm -hmm. everyone's is different. So that seems to be the big thing so far. Now, the other thing that, that seems to be the case is once the ship went by and dropped the dust on people, it crashed because there is a scene later where you assume the woman who was in the wheelchair, whose yes. name I actually don't have in my notes right now, but she's... Hold on, I have it, because the, is,
1: the names on... Another note I had, the names on this show are ridiculous. Yeah, is that Lavinia?
0: It is Lavinia Bidlow. Yeah, yeah, the names are out there. Yeah. Um, But but I she seems to be digging it up, the ship. So, you know, I think that it crashed. Now, the other thing... Two other things that seemed to happen when this ship went through is everybody who saw it immediately forgot it, except for Malady. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers the ship uh, except for Malady. And Malady's interpretation of it is that it's God, which makes sense because what else would she think it was? You know what I mean? Oh, There's... And we
1: should also note that she is insane.
0: Yes. And I think part of what made her worse was the fact that she remembered this. Yes. Do you know what I mean? if she had forgotten it, she might've actually been better off, but she she, malady is like your villain here. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course we know what a malady is. It's a disease and she seems to have herpes. Am I wrong there? Does she not have herpes?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's something going on with her. She's diseased in some way. She, she is diseased. I mean, you know, obviously, in the Victorian era, uh, there there's no indoor plumbing, electricity uh, plugged in, things of that nature. And she's just really embracing the fact that, you know, she's not going to be clean. She's constantly in, in tatters, tattered clothing, dirty. Uh, yeah, it's just like if you were walking down the street, you'd cross the street if she was on the other sidewalk.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, like, it's hard to tell if she's just dirty and tattered or like when you look at her mouth, if she's got something going on around her mouth. Yeah. That could be a, an actual disease. Um, But yeah, she seems to remember the ship. She interprets it as God. Now, the other thing that seems to be strange here is Amalia, um, who's our main character. She was trying to commit suicide at the moment that the ship appeared Mm-hmm. and it's very unclear what exactly happened to her because what it appears to be is that she got multiple turns. This is my this is my interpretation of what happened oh, to Amalia. Okay. She got multiple turns. So what, what I've read online, and now I actually hadn't thought this, is that people online seem to think that one of her turns is the one that she talks about, which is that she can see ripplings of the future. Ripplings, right but that the other turn that she got is that she is a shapeshifter. What I had originally thought was that somebody dove into the water to try and rescue her when she drowned herself, and that somehow those two people combined. Like, that was my original theory, was Hmm. that she's actually somebody else's soul is in her body, and so the, the original person in her body... I think, is a male. I think it's a guy who was a soldier, which is why she's a ninja, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: essentially she is a ninja. Of, yeah. it, it, it the skills and this is one thing that I've always had an issue with Joss Whedon about whenever she fights she ends up like half naked but half naked in Victorian style which is like a slip and a, all of a sudden I'm like how does how does her dress always come off yeah, when yeah. she's fighting? Yeah they actually
0: mentioned that in the show too which is like his way of trying to say oh here's my explanation ha ha tongue in cheek but I wasn't buying that either but yeah exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah you're right um, I mean and you know I get it she's a gorgeous woman like She's super cool. And I love her character. I think it's really, I just think it's really neat. I just worry that the explanation of what is actually going on with her is going to be less cool than my, than the theories. Do you know what I mean? Like, right.
1: And because you do have a scene where Malady refers to her as a different name. yes, And she refers to Malady. I'm talking, um, Amalia refers to Malady in a different name. So there's some backstory there.
0: Which my thought was that Amalia had herself committed before she committed suicide. Like maybe she tried to get help, but we all know what mental health stuff was like. like, Yeah. Yeah. In the Victorian era, it was mostly like lobotomies and electroshock and ice treatment. If if you were lucky. Yeah. If you were lucky. (laughs) Yeah. They just Um, didn't take you out and shoot you. Yeah. It was bad. So, I mean, my assumption was that they met in the institution, Amalia eventually got out, and it didn't help her. And she tried to kill herself during the the Reign of Dust. So I don't know is she is she two people in one body? Did she get two turns? Um, but I feel like there's a there's like a male persona underneath her skin somewhere because she's first of all she's referred to as a soldier a couple of times by other mm-hmm. people uh, like the doctor. Um, she has a really interesting relationship with penance. And it's fine if it's a gay relationship, but it would also be kind of cool if the male persona inside Amalia just loved penance. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they're very, very, very close. And and like you said, she's a ninja who tears off her dresses to fight, which I think something a guy would do if he wasn't used to wearing dresses. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: which and you know, I'm going back to to Buffy the Vampire Slayer because that's when I first really fell in love with Joss Whedon's work. Um, You know, it's gone a little bit away now that I know a little bit about him. Um, But, you know, he there was a scene where Buffy was wearing a pencil skirt and she tried to kick and she couldn't. So she ended up ripping the side of the skirt so that she Uh, could kick. And it was just like, uh, but... Like I wrote like Amalia and especially in uh, last week's episode when she was uh fighting the guy who could walk on water I'm like she's half fish half MMA fighter.
0: She's so cool. Yeah, I mean was, she's she's way too cool. She's way cooler than she should be. Which exactly. makes me suspicious. But, but Well and I'm- and like you said some of the
1: turns are really they're lame. Yeah. You you wouldn't want one poor
0: girl is just ten feet tall. Yeah, and the other one just speaks languages that no one can understand. Okay, now here's the thing. I think that's because plot. Because here's my (laughs) thought. I'm gonna jump around a bit. I have so many thoughts on this. This is one of those shows that really inspires theories, but then sometimes it ends up that all your theories weren't the outcomes weren't as cool as your theories, and that's frustrating. But um, the little girl who speaks every language. When the end of episode three came around. and Mary was singing. She was singing in a foreign language that I can confirm the subtitles didn't translate. It just says <laughs> singing in foreign language, right? Everybody seemed enamored with what she was saying, except for that little girl. Who was, if you look at her I think her name is Myrtle. If you look at her face. Oh uh, yes, it is Myrtle. If you look I at put her face. I put
1: Myrtle has a language situation
0: yes. going on that was my no. <laughs> I think Myrtle understood exactly what Mary was saying and came away with an entirely different interpretation of that song. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because Myrtle was... She looked horrified and was crying when that song was happening. And it didn't look like a good crying. Like, I could I could go back and rewatch it and maybe I would update my theory. But my first thought was, like, Myrtle understands what she's saying and she's horrified. Um, right, so because you do...
1: Like, you do have this whole... There's so many different currents that are running through the show. Yeah, and some show. of them are
0: way more interesting than others, which right. makes it a little bit frustrating, because, like, I can't stand the guy with the brothel. And oh. every time he is on the screen, I just want to tune out. Right, um, because,
1: you know, he's... And, the- and that's that's one of the things where it's like, there's this whole subculture that wants to be with the
0: turned right and so of course they turn it into a brothel right it's, it's, it's an exciting experience to be right. with someone which who's is just turned. an excuse to have all this irritating gratuitous nudity there really
1: is a lot of gratuit i mean it, it is hbo um so you're gonna see a lot of gratuitous nudity but especially when you're dealing with the brothel and even last week I mean, I'm not a prude or anything, but it's like, oh, Malady's so crazy. She's just going to, you know, take her shirt off and sit there and be like, take the bullet out. It's like, that was
0: completely unnecessary. Yeah.
1: I mean, but yeah, so that's like, you have that going on with the fact that how are the turned going to be in society and exist within society? Are they a threat? Are they something that can be helped? Why is it only women or mostly
0: women? I feel like that the reason why this show is set in the Victorian era is so that we can have all these plot points that are very um, anti-turn because because you wouldn't be as anti-women, not that there is an anti-women sentiment still, but it was very prominent back then. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to have all these women with powers is very threatening. And so I feel like that's the main reason why it was set here. But the problem is, I don't know if there's a message there or not. Like, right. it, it's very unclear to me if there is if a, a feminist message here about female empowerment, because in the same show where you have the very strong women, you know, banding together and inventing things and doing things and whatever else they're doing. You also have the brothel and the gratuitous nudity and the death threats and the, we can't have these women, you know, bunch of men sitting around the table discussing we're at war, you know, like you have all of that stuff. So I'm like, if there is a message, it's very, very muddled. And maybe it's not meant to have a message. Maybe it's just, you know, fun things.
1: and, And then you have the people who are stealing. Or trying to co-opt the
0: turns. Yeah. You got the have. doctor. He's, he's, he seems to be trying to take them apart. To figure out what is making them change. Right. You get the sense that he wants to bottle it. So he's trying to. He's basically just. Cutting people's brains open. And trying to figure out what's different about. The brains of the turned. I don't know. Yeah and, and like. Once again it's like. It,
1: they're yeah. Some of the turns are cool. The yeah. turn, the, the the character that I love is Bonfire Annie. Yeah. She's, uh, she's kind of a, she's, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, she's got the fire. She's got a sassy attitude.
0: I like the woman who makes people not lie. Oh, Desiree. I wrote down oh. her name. Yes. That was great. That's that like, great. that's a cool turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was great. I like that. She's just I love how like Amalia was like, You're coming with me to the police station and then that guy just starts talking and talking and talking and talking and eventually Amalia's like, Okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> this is too much.
1: And then I mean, so you have like other turns where it's just kind of like, Oh, they can levitate stuff. I don't really understand what Prudence
0: is either. I mean...
1: No, I don't she, understand
0: hers she either. She can see energy, is what she says. But just because you can see energy doesn't mean you're suddenly the female Nikola Tesla. So that was a bit of a stretch. But exactly. But I also like Prudence as a character, so I'm going to let it go. But then there's another thing again where, like, Prudence is Irish. And God forbid you have an Irish character in Victorian England being in love with a lord... So that was interesting. Where I was like, "Is there a message here? I don't know." You know, I
1: actually wrote because she, of course, Prudence had a little flirtation going on with uh, Augustus Bidlow. <laughs> These names are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, brother of Lavinia, who's in in the wheelchair and appears to be the puppeteer behind. Some some of the things going on the show, and I put you don't know, and that's the thing, like that's the reveal, and the reveal felt a little too early to me, so I was like, I feel like this is a red herring that we're supposed to think, but I wrote down because Lavinia basically told Augustus no, so I put being touched, strike one. I'm like being Irish is strike two and three.
0: Yep. Yep, so yeah, yep.
1: I mean there's a there's a lot going on in the show. I I do find it interesting. I I
0: I want to see where it's going. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of little things that come up that I think are very interesting. Like I've got tons of notes, you know, like um like how you said um Lavinia, does she know that the doctor is lobotomizing mm-hmm. the the people who are turned um or not? We don't have any real knowledge there. Does she care? Is is the orphanage you know, is that meant to be a place of sanctuary or not? We don't really know. Does Amalia have additional motivations or reasons for doing what she's doing? I'd like to think no, but a lot of people online say they question her motivations. So I guess that's a thing. Um, and then there's like little things, like they had this episode, they had this thing in episode two where all the the the, the turned went to a party. Yeah, and they were basically meant to make the upper class feel safe. Like, look at all these nice people with these nice powers. Look at how neat this is. But then when they got there, they made them wear ribbons so that the norms could identify them, which I thought yeah. was like, okay, that's that's cringy, you know. Hmm. Mm, well, you've and got the thing with um um the inspector who we think is gay. Yes. Right? So yes. That's, that's a little side plot, which I don't I don't know if that's
1: going to mean yeah, is anything. It, right. Is it going to matter? Cause he was with Mary, Mary spoiler alert. She was killed at the end of season three. I mean, episode three. Yeah. So is that his connection? You're not, does it matter if he, you know, is gay? How is this advancing the story? Yeah. To be determined.
0: I mean, it felt more than anything like backstory between them because you know that she, she, left him at the altar, basically, when they were right. gonna get married. And then you realize the reason why she did that was because she knew he was gay, and she wanted him to maybe be happy, right? She wanted him to go be who he was going to be. Um, So she did it essentially for him. And that felt like some lovely little backstory. But then she was instantly killed. So I'm like, well, why right. do we need all that backstory. Yeah,
1: there was a lot
0: of backstory. So I
1: don't that's what uh, I'm unsure as to what's going to happen in that it's going to either have a really great ending or a really
0: disappointing. Yeah. And I mean, they have a lot to work with. It's just, it is very Inhumans-like. I don't know if you remember the Terrigen Mist from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yes. um, it, it, it does feel a bit Inhumans in the Victorian era kind of going on here. Um, so if the whole point was just, hey, let's have all these peeps with powers and throw them together and see what happens, then yeah, you're not going to get any reliable, good answers to any of these questions, but it's possible. One thing I did find out was that there are only six episodes. However, this is just part one of season one. Oh, and there are more episodes that are coming out for season one. And I don't know if it's six more or whatever, but this is just part one, and and the other thing is,
1: Joss Whedon was the showrunner for this, and he stepped down. Right, he's gone. Sh- he's completely gone. I'm not sure if it was during filming. Um, I'm sure there's a timeline because he issued a letter, um, regarding uh COVID and being run down, and then of course there come out allegations that he uh, is not the nicest guy. To work for, which is an understatement, but you wonder, because this is his world that he created, do the writers have a plan as to where he was going?
0: Right. Did he leave them with anything or not?
1: Right. Did he leave a roadmap? Because I mean that that usually happens. Showrunners will leave, like, but after a couple seasons.
0: Right. Not after three episodes.
1: Right. So this is this is why I'm like, okay, let's see where this is going. How is it going to wrap up or is it going to wrap up? Um, so it's just, I, like I said, I do enjoy watching it. Am I looking forward to watching it tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. But I want to see what happens on episode three of Mayor of Town, which I'm going to talk about on
0: our next episode. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I'm enjoying it probably more than you, which is fine. Well, I, And you
1: like the steampunk Victorian yeah, I do. era I aspect do. of it. And I mean, you know, I think... You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the epitome of, you know, any Joss Whedon thing for me. So he raised the bar very high. And my brother-in-law is actually uh, watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I kept giving him a hard time for not watching it. And then I keep giving spoilers because I don't realize where he is (laughs) in it. And then my response is, the show's been out for 20 years.
0: Right. It's not really a spoiler anymore. <laughs> I can't really
1: spoil it if they're like this information is out there. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, you can, you know, never beat late 90s, early 2000, Joss Whedon.
0: It'll always be Firefly for me.
1: And um, that's and that's the thing. I mean, he created so many things, Uh, yeah. you know, that was that were great. And now it's kind of like he's one of those people where it's a little bit tarnished.
0: now and that's really
1: it's unfortunate and like you know even even with all of you know i know i gave a hard time about her dress always coming off but you know he writes strong women he always has Mm -hmm. i mean he you never really he never really puts someone like oh she needs help it's like no
0: she's the one helping yes my favorite line from the nevers so far is when amalia jumped out of the opera box And then (sighs) is like, oh, no, she fell. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, he embraces he
1: his writing embraces feminism. But his actions off
0: the set do not, which is unfortunate. Right. So, I mean, and the other thing, too, is. I used to be all in with HBO, but they have definitely broken the trust with me on that Game of Thrones debacle. So yes, yes, my assumption always used to be HBO will find a way, right? They they put out quality stuff, but now I'm like HBO, you broke the trust, you got to win me back, you know? No,
1: and it's so true. Like if there wasn't HBO Max and you know, they weren't introducing all of these new shows. I'm, it's kind of like, oh, I mean, I, I go through, uh, you know, cycles with HBO where right. I will cancel my subscription and then they'll have a few things that come out. And I'm like, OK, so it's a love hate sort of relationship. But like you said, the quality of the shows yeah, it's really hit or miss now right. where it I mean, used to be. Lovecraft
0: Country was great. Watchmen was great. Both amazing. And and then, you know, so I'm like, okay, maybe they're cycling back around again. So it could go either way. Exactly. So. All right. Well, we should do a follow up of this one in three more episodes. So yes. I'll, I'll leave a note for us and uh, we'll see if any of my theories panned out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we're going to move on now to one that i haven't seen you're going to you're going to tell us about them
1: yeah it's going to be a little bit shorter because That's um funny. well here's the thing if if you like to watch television where it is gratuitously violent for no reason and if you really enjoy uh torture oh, this no, is no, the no. show yeah I mean so the idea of the show is remarkable I thought it was because it talks about um you know the great migration and, okay. for, and so it that's a really interesting idea there's a book out there called The Warmth of Other Suns all about how uh, families moved from the south black families moved from the south you know to the midwest to the you know the northeast to the West for in search of a better life. So you have this family that is the first black family in an all white neighborhood. And you get to see the reactions to having an all black family move to the neighborhood. And it discusses the the show discusses uh, restrictive covenants where you couldn't sell to mm-hmm. individuals who had any, uh, uh um, bl- black blood in them. It deals um, with redlining. You get to see how the banks actually were trying to make a profit. Off oh, of- wow. So, I mean, there's all these great building blocks. And it, there's also this undercurrent of supernatural malevolent forces. So you have the 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 horrible racism that
0: exists from the neighbors who want these people out. So this sounds a little bit like Lovecraft Country. Because they did it- this in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country where she moved into... Yes. The house in the white neighborhood and then those people you know they would sit outside and like blare their horns all hours of the day and night like basically trying to drive them back out of the neighborhood and you know eventually a cthulhu dog comes out and eats everyone so you know that yeah, kind of yeah, ended that's,
1: that. That, that's
0: what happened yeah and i mean it's the
1: same thing like the neighbors kind of start and all the women go and they put their radios on at like six o'clock in the morning and they sit outside with the radios blaring like there's about 20 of them sitting in chairs, letting the ra- uh, radios go. Uh, they talk about putting tax in the driveway. So when, um, you know, the, the husband backs out, he's going to have a flat tire. Mm. They eventually, uh, you know, set a fire outside of their house when there's a racial slur, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then there's, they have uh, all these dolls that are hung that show black people like they're black dolls and they're showing them being lynched. And it's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, obviously the historical elements of it, it's it's horrible. It's stomach churning to see because th- this really happened. This is, you know, the reaction of some people. And the show takes place in Compton, oh. which which we know Compton is not, you know, uh, an especially white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, nowadays so I I was enjoying that um each family member sort of had its own supernatural entity attached to the individual so it's like interesting you're you're watching it it's you're like oh where is this show going and then you hit um an episode Bear, I had to fast forward,
0: oh boy, through
1: it, um, and I'm you know, like I said, I'm not someone who's you know especially um you know when I see the trigger warnings that come on certain episodes, I'm like, ah
0: all right this this one... was the this is the girl who was reveling in the fatalities last year,
1: in Mortal combat <laughs> when someone was like getting their head buzz- buzzsawed buzz sawed by a sombrero, I was all for it, but this was um. It was, and it was completely
0: unnecessary. And you don't have to go into details. So it's no, I'm not.
1: And I mean, really it, awful. No, it's a horrible, and it does nothing to advance the narrative.
0: So let me ask you this. Is the, the torture that you're describing, is it the, the white people in the neighborhood torturing the black family? Or is this no. more of a supernatural thing? No,
1: it's something. So obviously, um, this family moves from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. for a better life. That's it. That's all you needed to show. It shows the events that led to them leaving oh. North Carolina, which were, com- like I said, completely, completely unnecessary to move the narrative forward. You could have taken this episode out and it would have been fine. Um, and, you know, I had read other articles about the show glamorizing torture. And I was like, what are they talking about? It was that episode that I was. And at that point I was, I was like, it, it was like the fifth episode and there's only 10. So I was like, let's just finish it. Let's just finish it. And it kind of went back to the fact, you know, you're dealing with the supernatural elements, you're dealing with the neighbors, and then there's another episode where there's a trigger warning, so I'm like, what is this? And it goes back and it explains the creation of the supernatural entity, okay. which, once again, not you know, not pivotal to you don't necessarily need to have to explain a demon, it just is. Does this demon help them at all or no? No, the the, the demon um is a, a racist demon oh, uh, to say the least, but oh. and you know there's this is another thing where I just wrote like disturbing um it, it's crossing a line it wants to be it wants to be like racism is bad but we're also going to revel in the violence of racism and slavery and lynching and using um you know frauds uh to burn people's eyes out oh lovely yeah. and then to make it even more controversial we're going to play some 60s duop over a scene where they're burning people alive and i'm like i i was like oh my god i just had like one episode left after that. And it wasn't, I would not recommend this is, this is something where I think it had a lot of great ideas going for it. A lot of it was based in reality, but the problem that I had watching it. And I think that, you know, the difference between the violence and mortal combat and the violence and this is people were actually tortured in ways that are shown on the television. Mm -hmm. Um, If you read anything about, you know, the antebellum South and the, the treatment that occurred in, you know, Jim Crow, America, it, this is an entertainment. It's not something it's hard to, to watch. It's hard to look at. Um, It's very graphic, very
0: brutal. So you think it, that they should have kept it more historical, like if it had been almost like a historical drama where these people move and the the things that they have to endure in order to live in this neighborhood. And maybe they maybe they pursue and survive or maybe they end up moving away and then you feel you know upset, like if they had kept it more into that vibe and taken out like all the supernatural stuff, do you think that it would have been better that way? I mean, I think they
1: could have kept this. This the supernatural elements were definitely interesting. It had,
0: I, and I know it's been compared to uh, Jordan Peele's *Us*.
1: And How there, was that
0: comparison in your mind? Is it because he was sort of upset from what I remember reading? It,
1: it's it's a very superficial. Like this, this had the opportunity to be very smart. Them had the opportunity to be very smart, and it ended up being very dumb. It going towards the basest of the basis brutality of humanity Mm. and it wanted to be smart with the supernatural elements. And it wanted to, you know, try to give backstories, but the two episodes where, you know, basically I was sick to my stomach, you could remove those two episodes and it it wouldn't, it would have been fine. Hmm. So there's, I don't know. I, I, Lovecraft Country did it better. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, I actually, I told my sister not to watch it. Um, there's, you know, there's violence against children. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's. I, I don't know. It was kind of like they had this idea for this show, and they threw everything in a box, shook it up, and they didn't remove anything. Um so if I was Jordan Peele I would be upset because uh us even if you didn't like the movie um if you thought it wasn't as good as Get Out us was trying to make a statement right. and it was trying you know whether it made that statement or not is a your your personal choice towards whether you like the movie this was just about brutal violence um uh, it, it i don't you know you you know me it takes a lot for me to just be like i hated this yeah. but uh, it it's, a, it's an anthology series i don't know what that means uh, because my basis for an anthology is really american horror story in that they characters will come back in different roles and it will be a completely different setting i don't know if it's going to be a different setting but the characters the actors and actresses are going to be different. I don't know. But um, I, I will probably not be watching season two of
0: them. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. So let's talk about our things that we're looking forward to. There's two of them for you, which I think will be a good palate cleanser for you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you... Uh, you have a shrill and then without remorse. You want to talk about those real quick as yes. what we're looking forward to. All right.
1: So shrill, it's the final season of 80 Bryant's hilarious show on Hulu, uh, where it kind of started off as, hey, I'm a fat girl in L.A. And, you know, it could have been a really one note sort of show. Uh, it is based on a, a a novel by Lindy West, who's very funny, but they've really developed. Uh, the character is great. You're really rooting for for her. It's got a great cast of characters, and uh, just really looking forward and hoping that uh, you know she gets her her day and things start to work out for her. But it's a really good show. Really good okay. show. Yeah.
0: It doesn't sound like anything I would watch, but I <laughs> no, I know it it's you. kind of yeah, it's kind
1: of one of those things where you're like, let me look at this, and I, I had heard good things about it. It's produced by uh, Lauren Michaels from SNL. Oh, yeah. And for anyone who's been watching SNL, you're like, where is Aidy Bryant? And it's like, oh, she's filming. She's finishing filming this show.
0: Right.
1: Um, but she's great, baby. They, they call her Baby 80 on the show because whenever they do like these hilarious 90s uh, anthems to rap songs, she always has like a rap part, and she's Baby 80 Bryant. So I'm I'm glad that she'll be back on the SNL a little bit more, but also very sad that Trill is ending.
0: hmm What about Without Remorse? This is something I think I might watch.
1: So I'm real I'm excited to watch it. It's it's um it has Michael B. Jordan, also known as Killmonger and he is playing a spy and of course there's tragic circumstances that lead to him being a spy that is going to avenge the death of someone close to him and it, it's you know there are allegedly russians who are the um the enemies in this so it's like kind of seems to be like a throwback to 80s action movies and i'm yeah. excited yeah. um I mean, yeah not let's do it. yeah not a big it's tom clancy who okay. uh, created Jack Ryan. Um, never a big Jack Ryan fan until uh, the series came out on Amazon. Yeah, Prime. I love
0: that series. Right. It's it's so good. It's so it watchable. Is. It's just I don't know. It it, it, it it has its own sort of 80s throwback vibe to it as well. But I, I really don't care. And I was enjoying it. And th- so I'm a little worried. I'm going to watch
1: it. But what's it's that guy's name, Alin? Mr. Office? John Krasinski. Yeah, he's great. He's he, like, I was like, oh, you've been working out. I know, um, right?
0: He went through the Marvel diet.
1: He did. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a, I am was going to watch it the other night. um It's not getting great reviews. Oh,
0: well, whatever.
1: I know. So it's <laughs> like I kind of had to be like, oh, I'll finish reading this book instead and then I'll
0: get around to it. Yeah, but yeah. I, w- I will watch it. I will watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it with you. We can do that one. And then the last one I have on here is something I know we're both looking forward to, but also not looking forward to, which is the Lucifer finale, which is the mm. second part of the final season coming out here where God finally shows up. I don't really know too much about it. I've been avoiding trailers and everything. I, I watched
1: I, the trailer. I watched yeah. the trailer. You're you're going to enjoy it. But like you said, it's it's bittersweet because the show is, is devilishly
0: good but it is coming to an
1: end but this has been
0: such a guilty pleasure for me this show like just so many characters on that show that i absolutely love like even besides lucifer i just i love maze mm-hmm. i mean i love dr linda i've actually bought <laughs> i've actually bought stuff on amazon that she wears <laughs> she's great and it's like
1: you didn't expect that she would be around like no. for the entire the entire run of
0: the series, that was so smart of them to like work her in, and now she's married to an angel, and it's wonderful, yeah. and it's just the greatest thing. Oh, every I just, oh man, I'm gonna be so sad when that show ends because it just it just it's just been so well done and just such a guilty pleasure for years now. <laughs> I know, and it's so nice
1: that you know Fox did cancel it, Netflix picked it up, and it's getting to finish the run that it
0: deserves and it's you know do you remember when that happened, when Fox canceled it and Netflix picked it up and Tom Ellis actually did a promo for Netflix to announce that they got picked up and in the promo, he was in a robe and he was like, we're just here to like, thank you and this is great and this is wonderful and we want you to know that we are gonna kick it up a notch and all this stuff and we're gonna deliver the fans exactly what they want and then when he said that, he that somebody in the background was like, Tom, you're needed on set and he's like, okay and he turns around, drops his robe and walks away naked ah
1: I didn't see that I love that <laughs>
0: I know, it was so good because
1: <laughs> you get to you get to see
0: some butts yep. you know yep 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 All right. Well, yes, those are the things we're looking forward to. So that about does it for us today. As always, please like, follow and subscribe to our little cheesy podcast. We very much appreciate all four of you out there, potentially five. And if you would like to find us on social media, Alin is our social media expert. She's always updating it with uh, the new bears of the week. But we are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you can search for three speech and find us up there on all three. And thank you very much one more time for listening, and we will see you all in a week or two, depending Me on sure. how our- I know we it is it is Mother's Day next week, so yeah. we have to figure
1: out. Um, my yeah. mother is demanding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on that happy note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, thanks well, for listening. We'll Goodbye. figure it out.
1: Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.